Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. La 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 in afterlife wow uh you know yeah. thank you for doing that and thank you for making time in the afterlife do think, they have the internet in heaven i know our grandparents our dead grandparents watch us all the time but, but do they listen to our <laughs> podcasts and can that show up in itunes statistics is there a way could they could buy tickets to our live comedy show at the melbourne international comedy festival from the 28th of march till the 8th of april 2018. And our show, Sci-Fi Sketch Experience, Andy mm-hmm. Matthews and Alistair Tremblay virtual therein. Yeah. Look, Alistair, these are all questions that mm-hmm. have baffled theologians. Yeah. Theologists? Theolo- look, I, I don't like to define the people who define Thank theology yes. or study it. <laughs> I mean... Um, that's for the theologists. Yeah. Yeah. Is there? There must be people who study professionals. People who study. People, yeah, it sounds it sounds fascinating to me. I I think so too. I mean, oh, how great would it be if you uncovered the bones of a paleontologist caught in the act <laughs> of brushing the dirt off a Tyrannosaurus Rex's big toe? Oh, that would be beautiful. What, like a million years from now? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, or even maybe a couple of weeks. <laughs> Three weeks from now, you're I just dusting that... it up. You just yeah. got just a, a small layer of dust. <laughs> it was inside a he museum. He has this week's bus timetable <laughs> still yeah. on his body. Yeah, he was watching the preview for a movie that's coming out in three months. I mean, if a if a museum, if a natural history museum, mm. were subsumed by the ash overflow from a from an exploding volcano. That's right, yeah. And that was then dug up. I mean, what a fascinating thing. And what a complicated diorama to them and then assemble in the uh, in the Natural History Museum of the future. And to recreate. Here we see a Natural History Museum. Yeah, in the museum. <laughs> having to build a whole museum around it. And it's only one of the exhibits. It just couldn't... one. It couldn't just. It couldn't be all the exhibits. Yeah. Next door, there's a science works. Yeah, there's. Um, I don't know. There could be. Uh, yes, yeah, Celeste. What? Um, possibly. Is there a Questacon? Uh, maybe like no. Maybe like a kindergarten that oh, went under great. ash as yeah. well. I mean, great, great, to, great to bring in all those dead children. Ah, <laughs> oh, fantastic! Look at that. Andy, they might not be dead. And do you think? But do you think though that when they found the the bones of the children, they would like speculate like a really. Like elaborate, like big, 
sort of spiny exoskeleton mm. of like know? yeah with the, a bunch of kids just attached together maybe they don't know how they all go together maybe yeah. they, they make make a real mess of it or maybe because they don't they can't see the skin they think they're covered in feathers or something Maybe they think that kids, yes. you know, they form one of those nests. Have you ever seen those ants that don't have a nest, but they just all hold on to each other? Alistair, it's all and, we talk about on no, the but, podcast. But, but no, 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 but not the, not the ones that float on water. Oh, no, totally different. No, 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 the ones that hang out in sort of caves and crevices, and they just hold on to each other by different parts. I don't know what they hold on with. Either, I guess, their pincers or with Legs their hands. Or something, yeah. Yeah, and then... But the, but they, they they guessed that the children were actually just hanging out in the top corner. Yeah, right of um, the of the, um, the the kindergarten, forming some kind of a hive type hive type type yeah. structure. And then they, I don't know, maybe they suspect that like they were actually there to attack the adult and and eat it. Right, that they, they, they might think that they're an entirely different species, like a, some sort of little small ground dwelling predator. Mm-hmm. You know that because they're so small, they they evolve to work in packs. Yeah, packs, not in pacts. No, not Maybe. some sort of formal written agreement. I think a pack with a pact is a really you know, that's the ultimate, isn't it? Killing machine, because it's all very well to have a pack, but unless you have some kind of you know paperwork behind that, yeah, I just don't see it hanging together. You see, you see, probably it's gonna be a lot of like. Leaders cha- changing all the time. Constant leadership change. Yeah, people people yeah. thinking they're the alpha. Um, I reckon uh, uh, uncovering the remains of a paleontologist is a sketcheroo. Yeah. Yeah. And but you know and then and then you know we we we, we could expand it. We could see the Natural History Museum, etc. But um, I'm really ashamed of how I pronounced etc. Just then. Don't feel bad, Andy. There's a lot of paint, paint fumes right now. There, are, there are a lot. Where the, the, the studio, never well ventilated at the best of times, mm. is. <laughs> but somebody is spray painting <laughs> 80, eighty, like eighty picture frames, and that's downstairs. But it's all up here. And now next door, somebody has started to play what I think is a kazoo, yeah. very loudly, or maybe not. Maybe it's dead silent it out there, and it's just the, the fumes. It's just the fumes buzzing. I mean, you know how like there's certain drugs, like like. Um, Alistair, you're talking to the right guy. Absinthe, and there's that other. What's the what's the one where you you smoke it? You go to the other side for about ten minutes. Is that the ayahuasca? Uh, ayahuasca is something else, but. Oh, I tell you what, it is something. DMT, else, though, isn't it? DMT. You smoke that, you go to the other side. I People... thought DMT was just another word for marijuana. No, 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 no. DMT is this one where it takes you to the other side. Like you just, you're no longer in this world, like that. And then you, anyway. But a lot of people report seeing uh, the, this purple woman. Yeah, wow. A lot of people report seeing the same purple woman. They they they, they claim it's the same one. No, they're just think, saying I that because she's purple and they think all purple people look alike. Yeah, and I think uh, maybe absinthe. People talk about it, some green fairy lady, yeah, maybe. Right. Anyway, paint fumes, people start hearing kazoos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a trip. It's it, mm. it, It'd be a... Anti-drug campaigning would be a lot easier. Mm. I think they just need to be more creative with the anti-drug campaigns because Absolutely. we've proven that the ones that are like, you'll lose your family, uh, it leads to yeah. other drugs, you'll feel bugs under mm-hmm. your skin. None of that scare campaign. It's works. not enough. No, but 
you were full on hear kazoos. Kazoos, out of tune. Atonal. Atonal kazoo playing. And, and we're talking amateur kazoo playing as well. I mean, you know, because I, I, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking I'm listening to a beautiful professional. Mm, Juilliard. Yeah, Juilliard <laughs> trained kazoo <laughs> artist. <laughs> no. No, no, this is a kazoo player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, not only does he, does he have a basic, very basic grasp of the kazoo, but he's also a bad guy because he cheats on his girlfriend. Wow. He's a kazoo player. Not only does he have a poor grasp on the basics of kazoo playing, he has just a poor grasp on the kazoo. It's slipping it, oh, out of his grip, no. but he keeps snatching it back. Oh. Yeah. So not only is it atonal, but it's also sort of dispersed with, with clouds of absence of kazoo. Clouds of absence of kazoo. <laughs> Dispersed with clouds of absence of kazoo. <laughs> Dispersed with clouds of absence of kazoo. I think I could find real meaning in that sentence. Yeah. Like that's the sort of thing you could lose yourself to. Um, if you if you can't work that into a poem and you can't win, I don't know, a some kind of big poem prize, Nobel Prize in literature. Andy, I've only ever spoken to this went like like this. Spoken to this. And yeah, I think the fumes are actually having a genuine <laughs> effect on my mental my mental capacity right now. But this is but this is the inspiration that people talk about that comes from drugs. We are recording this so late in the night. We are so tired. Once again we've spent the whole day together and the fumes and the kazoo <laughs> are taking me to a new level. This <laughs> I think we're finally achieving what we were trying to achieve with the 100th ep- sketch episode. We got there so much quicker. Yeah. You know, like it took us 11 hours to get to the same point where just in, uh, let's see, less than 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, so, look, do you think that the, with the thing with the, the ad campaign warning people about sniffing paint yeah. and the, you start hearing the kazoo? Yeah. Is that a sketch? Absolutely. Yeah. I. I I um it might be the kazoo speaking right now, Alistair, yeah. but I think that's definitely something. And the 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 like there could be like a I'd, I'd like to see like within the ad those you know fake drug experience type yeah. recreations with sure. like the visual shifting and that sort of thing, and then yeah. the guy comes in playing the kazoo and yeah, I'm just trying to think of like what are some other angles or elements to it rather than the kazoo but like well, the things that are universally despised sure but like you know but um being like, bitten we've already ruled out bugs Alistair no 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 but being bitten by a man or woman man bite like you know like when you feel teeth come down on your flesh and you realize this thing isn't gonna let up no no, like, but it happens occasionally with toddlers or like a oh, baby yeah, or something right. like that. But I, I think the feeling that it's not going to let up comes from when it's an animal. It that's the uh, the the locked jaw yeah. feeling. You know, but it could be a bird. It could be a it could be a dog. It could be could be a rodent. Could be a very large rodent. Maybe some kind of marmot. Capybara. A capybara. <laughs> um. You know, some kind of ground-dwelling or surface-dwelling mm. sort of 
you know, who you, whose whose territory you've invaded. That's a really that is a really uncomfortable feeling when you mm. know you've transgressed into somebody else's personal space yeah. and you realize it. Yeah. You know, and then I imagine that if that person was also a giant rodent, mm. that would if anything be more uncomfortable. What would be the funniest thing you would do? What would be I would like, be I would perform in Andy Matthews Alastair Tremblay virtual <laughs> sci-fi sketch experience at the comedy festival. Really? Alistair. That's yeah. going to be the funniest thing you ever done? Probably. Yeah. Never will do. Yeah. Um, I'd get there if I was you. Please come, look, Alistair. I can't do the show. On my own. <laughs> we have so many props. <laughs> We're trying to manage the props. Please come, Alistair. If not to perform in the show, then just at least to carry the props up the stairs. <laughs> to hand me props. <laughs> um, no, but just like okay, here here's the scenario. Yes. You're in the woods. Okay. You're walking alone. Great. Right? I don't know why, Andy, but you're in the woods. You're walking alone. You're surrounded by wolves. You've been surrounded by a pack of wolves. Okay. A pack with a pact. Yep. Right? So it's on paper. It's on paper, right? It's there, a fact. There's, it's a fact. They're, they're working together, and there's no tension between them, so you can't... They're not going to get distracted. I can't play them off against each other. No, no, I can't. exactly. This okay, isn't can I Survivor. Le- can, I, can I leak? Can I, can I do a, like a media leak? A damaging you're media leak? You're definitely going to do one? some kind of leaking. Oh, no. You're talking about blood, aren't you? No, I meant in your pants first. Blood? P- pants blood? It could be pants blood. I, mean, I was meaning urine and possibly feces. But, um, okay. Gotcha. So here's the scenario. But then you realize certain death. Yes. Right? You get to choose in the moment something funny you can do as your last thing. Rather than kind of go out cowering, you can just do one last funny thing. You could sort of do a little hula dance or you could sort of expose your buttock sort of a la William Wallace. That was a very kind of cheeky... The the, the comedy was very broad back in the Celtic days of fighting the English. Yeah. um, I would... I'd like to go with something relevant to the situation, mm-hmm. you know, like like something that works in context, like some kind of dog-related thing, because it's a pack of wolves. Yeah, and sure. I think I think just treating them like dogs, like uh, at maybe as they're tearing at my throat or say or something, saying, "Oh, bad doggy, bad." <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. No. Sit, sit. Yeah. Sit. Oh. I think the, the futility of that be yeah. quite, you know. I think that's fun. Humorous. Yeah, I'd like it if like there is no no afterlife, mm. right? But there is a little life, or like a little pocket afterlife just before you die, mm-hmm. which is where there's like, a, you know, you, someone comes along and they give you a little period of time, or or as much time as you need. Yeah. They just pause reality, and you get as much time as you need. Yeah in order to be able to think of that last little funny thing to do. So sure, you're yeah. approached, you're in the moment of death. Yeah, here I am. And you're approached by an, an, a guardian angel of some oh, kind. Nice. And it, um, it says, look, this is it for you. I'm not but, doing that much guardian. Yeah. Guard it, guardian. I'm sorry, that's my bad. Yeah, I'm a um, gardening angel. <laughs> guardian. No, 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 you misheard. You have a gardening angel. <laughs> guardian? No, gardening. I grow begonias. <laughs> but you're dying. Anyway, enough about me. Yeah. You are dying. And this is your, your chance. You, 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 can, you can have a last quip. Mm-hmm. Quip. 
So we're just going to give you space in this white world. Here's a notebook. Work on it. Mm-hmm. And so then you have as much time as you want. As much time as you need. Can you cheat this and then just live a whole new life, a whole new life in there? No, no, no. No, you just can. Well, like, it's just you in there. I mean, it's the notebook. first time in your life you've actually had a purpose. Yeah, yeah, and it's really clear. I mean, that's nice. That's a good way to go out. Go out with a mission. Yeah. Come up with the best quip you can. Otherwise, how do these people do it? You know. How 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 can you be funny so late in the game? Mm. Mm. With so little time. These people with their famous last words. I don't I call bullshit. I wonder whether if any improvisers, you know, uh, in the in the humorous arts, mm. um, whether they have the ability to experience sort of time dilation like that and go into their minds mm. with a pad and paper and, and you know, encounter regular scenarios. That's That'd be great if, you know, that experience of time dilation, that, like, time slows down when you're in a crisis, mm. if you could then use that time to get other stuff done that you need. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> Make a decision on, like, where you want to go. The gun being, the trigger being pulled mm. and the bullet emerging from the gun, time slows down. Respond to those emails that you've been meaning to get to. Yeah, that'd okay? be really good. Um, change your address. On oh. the electoral roll. Mm-hmm. Unsubscribe from a bunch of junk emails that you get every day that Fantastic. you just haven't got around. just clog around. up and you just yeah. fill up your, uh, yeah, man, nightmare. So is there some way that we could turn this into, Product- some, into pro- a service or like a productivity hack? Yeah. Sorry, my phone is, uh, is making noises. Is that your phone? It's my phone. Oh. No, what did you think it was? Uh, pack of wolves. Good answer. Yeah. Yeah, under pressure. No, so productivity hack of like time slows down mm-hmm. in the moment of, I don't want to say death, but like crisis or like, you know, some sort of a thing. Yeah. Um, it's sort of like, a, it's the kind of thing, it's a near-death experience, mm. a potential near-death experience. Your mm. your body doesn't know that it's not going to be a death experience. And this is the these are the kind of near-death experiences that, that bring out sh- sort of shamanic uh, wisdom in people. Yeah. You know, to become a shaman, I think you have to have gone near death. And then do you think that you could then use that time to... Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I think what what we're saying here... That time and that wisdom, that shamanic wisdom, use that to organize your calendar. It's probably... What, why you become so wise is that you've just had a bunch of, you've just been gifted a bunch of free time and you were able to finally do some some of that reading. You've all All those books you've bought that you've sort of left on the shelf... I'd like to see somebody in that moment because you also apparently have quite, like you can you can notice a lot of details in that in that moment. But I think that my brain and Alistair, quite possibly your yeah. brain, in this modern world, time would slow down. We'd start to notice all those details. We'd notice something like on our phone, and then we'd just get caught in a YouTube black hole, and then we'd use up all that time real quickly. Yeah, or we'd just be clicking links on Wikipedia or something. You know. And yeah. To be honest. I'd be probably pretty happy. Pretty happy, yeah. And then if you died, you know, at least you'd be distracted. You weren't thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a fun scene to see play out. That I don't know how much context we'd have to set up, but the idea of the bullet comes out of the gun, mm. time slows down, you see the, some, the person looking around. They notice their phone there on the table. They're like... Pick up their phone and then they're just. 
and and then the bullet just kind of like just yeah. enters the front of their forehead and then goes out <laughs> the back on the other side. <laughs> oh no, you had too much free time. You forgot what you were there to do. You always do, though. Yeah. You look at your phone, you forget why you picked it up in the first place. Oh. You didn't even mean to pick up your phone. The, sometimes the most difficult thing is just like you go, oh, that information that I need for this, like to f- finish filling out this form is in, like, somebody sent it to me in a message in Facebook. Yeah. And then you go, all right, open up Facebook. Good luck going in there. And then you go, and then you come out, like, 15 minutes later, you go, what was I doing? (laughs) And you go, oh, I was checking for that message. And then you're like, oh, I'm gone again. (laughs) It is, that is like sending someone into the jungle, like they used to do, like, Mm. It's the Stanley Livingston, Mr. Livingston, I presume. The seagull. Dr. Livingston, I presume. Stanley Livingston seagull, I presume. <laughs> <laughs> what was that seagull? Some Jonathan Livingston seagull. Yeah, I presume. Oh, have you read that book? No, it sounds boring. It's... Is it's, it good? It's a, I'm amazed that it became... It was a big cultural phenomenon, that yeah. book. It's just a book about a seagull. Yeah, so what does it do? Like, it gets it some... F- it just flies around. I think at some point it gets very good at flying. It finds a way to fly faster and then maybe transcends to, like, a higher plane of existence. It's very hippie or... Like it so. becomes a god? No, it just flies with other, like, spirits of seagulls or something who've also flown this fast and... Sort of like... Um, Look, I don't know if I'm actually so like, remembering this now or if I'm just some some kind of paint some kind kazoo. Of, some trip. some kind of fume trip, yeah. Some kind of I'm fume. riding the paint kazoo, Elsie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ch- chasing you. Yeah. Um, I was feeling and hearing a buzz. But but to sorry, to, but to go back to you're right. This this buzz is pretty harsh. Yeah. Um, uh, to go back to the the looking in your phone and losing yourself, mm. it almost feels like you need when you go through a portal into another dimension or whatever it is, you need that rope around your waist that they can use to pull you back out. Yeah. So if, uh, some kind of mind rope for when you get trapped in a internet hole. Because what are <gasps> That's those? A good, like, yeah. There have to be things that like snap you out. I think, um, look, I didn't read this full article, yeah. but I did read the beginning of an article that did suggest that people are trying to work on slight nudges, which are nudges to get you out of getting lost in your phone, which could be exactly what this is. Can, could your phone perhaps give you this nudge? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. I always knew the answer would be phones. To counter... To counter the fact that you keep, like, uh, it, you know, it's all these people who are ex-Facebook, ex-Twitter mm. kind of people who are now like, oh, that thing's bad. They're really bad. And we, you know, you We've shouldn't. got our, our money. Yeah. We cashed in our shares and now I'm free to tell yeah. you that I it's mean, bad. I agree that they probably are bad and, you know, even though they're hypocrites, I'm, I am happy that they're doing this because what they oh, say sure, has some valor. Yeah. Valor? Yeah. I always use valor as in to mean value. Oh, no, that's great. But what does valor mean? Bravery. Yeah, right. 
valeur. Like I think I think no, I use it noble. I think I'm using the French word valeur. Oh, sorry, I should have realized. V a l e u r valeur. Valeur. Yeah. Which means value. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, v- valor in English does sound like it is related to value. It does, and I say it quite possibly is. And the listeners might not know that you're actually French. Yeah, I'm French Canadian. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, but I haven't been speaking it for almost twenty years. I speak it very rarely. So when I talk. Not only do I talk with a strong Quebec accent, but I talk like a person who stopped learning French and really using it in their early teens. And so I have the vocabulary of an early teen, but whose vocabulary has degraded over 20 years of not really using it. Yes, and an early teen of the 90s, right? Because mm-hmm. you're not like a today. You couldn't have a yeah. conversation with one of today's teens. early teens. No. No, you could only have a. You'd be great if you went back in time and also relearned a bit of your French. Yeah, for, to have a conversation with yourself in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, mais un dice, je ne peux pas aller euh, au 1990 <laughs> parce que je n'ai pas de machine euh, euh, du temps. Du voyage de temps. Je sais pas c'est quoi en français. Andy, I couldn't go back to the 90s because mm. I don't have a time machine uh, to speak with myself in French. And uh, ho, 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 ho. Um, ho, 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 ho. Yeah, <laughs> that's what the French Santa says. <laughs> um, is there like, you know, like like an idea of a time machine, but that mm. that does, like, that does have some kind of, like, so... Things like, um, you know, there's like, like you get, you find out about something first, right? Let's say here you find out about computers and you're like, oh my God, these things can do anything, mm. right? And then you realize there's huge limits on what you can do. And like, yeah. you know, you, let's say you try to like, the first time you try to edit, uh, like, f- uh, or, or you try to like just download footage from a camera onto a computer and you realize, Oh, like to, in order to have good, proper editing computer, you need unbelievable amounts of power mm. and and space and things like that. That you don't that you don't really have and blah blah. Yeah. The idea with time travel is that we're like, oh, it's going to be this amazing thing, and it's going to be perfect. You'll be able to go anywhere and things like that. But there's going to be limits based on energy use and, mm. and different things and what you can do. Probably be like a, a, a limit where you probably won't be able to go back to before there was even time machines. It'll probably yeah. be just be some portal connection between, you know, the time you turn on and the time machine. Anyway, but what if there was other kind of, like, f- flaws with it? Like, every time you go back, I don't know, like, people get bluer. <laughs> Some weird quirks where you actually are changing the future every time you go mm. back. Yeah, or shorter or something like that. Or well, what if it was at great cost to the to the Earth? Like... Or let's say, like, let's say we could go to one of the exoplanets that that we, you know, are, are these computers are discovering for us. Yes. But it uses so much energy that it takes away twenty five years of energy from the planet where we, who knows how long we've got left. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'll tell you what I was thinking while you were talking about that. Great. <laughs> the, 
the other the alternative name of the podcast. Here's what yeah, I was, was thinking, thinking about while you were talking. Yeah. <laughs> but that it is it's 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 that similar idea of what are the downsides to this, but it is more along the lines of what are the ways in which we just end up using this to distract ourselves and waste time? Mm-hmm. Because that those are the other flip sides. Those are the reasons why we don't see greater productivity gains from the information technology revolutions because it's so distracting. Sure. The I feel like if we do wind up with teleportation or uh, time travel, these things that give us ways to potentially use our time better, mm-hmm. they actually make us wind up using our time much worse yeah. because we just don't have any self-control. Yeah, but then imagine how awful it would be if you had a teleportation machine that if you were at home sick, your boss could just pop their head through oh, your door man. and just be like, just seeing how you're doing. Yeah, that that's a really interesting, like what it would mean for the entire world of lies, mm. I suppose, and the elaborate nature that you would have to have to your lies. Oh, lies! You, lies! You have to get way more complicated, wouldn't they? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm in hospital and can't be tracked. You'd have to like turn off all your electronic devices because mm. probably at that point people will be able to just follow you wherever. You go. Oh, great! He's in this quadrant mm. right now. You know, we won't be in suburbs anymore. We'll be in quadrants. Think yeah, some... that's the future. At some point, we click over into quadrants. Yeah, into. I guess the earth and is sectors just... as well. There's a yeah. few more sectors. I guess as well, each quad- quadrant is broken up into sectors. Se- into sectors. <laughs> the, er- the earth is, is is put into quadrants, or is each 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 country's into quadrants? Um, probably won't call them countries anymore. We might just call them land mass alpha and that sort of thing. Great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course. I guess that's when that's when we get the world government. Yeah. World government. Then we just have quadrants. Probably. Um, then sectors. All right, where was I? Where was I going with this? Um, the boss pops, pops his head in while yeah. your your lies have to be so elaborate because it's the future and yeah. you're trying to you're in hospital. Yeah, and so now you have to like everyone knows where you are at oh, all times. Oh man, <laughs> I think it's just like what 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 it's going to be is that we're just going to have to live without the modern comforts of being able to lie easily. So. For future generations, they won't feel it as much, mm. but we're going to feel it as we get older. Absolutely. And we're like, oh, you used to be able to isolate yourself by just turning off your phone, but now you can because your phone's in your eyes. That is so true. Mm. The government, and, and but also not, not just not people knowing exactly where you are, but like all the data that will be had mm. about you, all the listening devices, everything that will monitor you at all times. Yeah. Lies. We don't realize it, but we're living in, like, the last days of lying. It's, and it's getting harder. It's going to get harder and harder and harder, and eventually it'll cease to exist, right? Because there'll be some service, everyone will be signed up to it, and somehow everyone will have access to all of your data at all times, and mm. their phones will process it, in such, process it in such a way that they'll be able to fact-check you when you talk. Yeah. Maybe this will be our answer to fake news or something. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But at the same time, it will be the death of individual, the individual freedom to lie. Man, and, 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 it's, and it's easy for people to argue that that's a good thing. Yes. Sort of like when Facebook started letting people know that you'd seen other people's messages. Yeah, that's fact. right. Like that was not like... They didn't ask me about that. A lot of the time, I don't give a shit if whether corporations have my personal data. But I do care whether or not people who are messaging me know if I've w looked at a message because sometimes I just need to wait three, four days before. <laughs> three, before, four days, maybe a month or two. Yeah, before, before I say, so sorry, haven't been looking at my phone much. Yeah, exactly. And um, now all that stuff is going to be taken away from us. Yeah. I mean, at one point, something is going to be able to track all your eyeballs. And like just track mm. your eyeballs at all time, and they'll be able to tell you everything that you've seen. They'll know what you're looking so at. So then we're going to have to, in order to be able to uh, lie about whether or not we saw something, we're going to have to be say, well, there's looking at, and then there's seeing. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, I've had my eyes closed. Oh, I know. It's for gonna... weeks. So, well, and I look, and I've had eyeballs tattooed onto my eyelids, which is why you're getting these readings that it makes it's, it's yeah. the, the computer vision is inter interpreting that as me having looked at things, but I'm actually walking around with my eyes closed with pupils, fake pupils tattooed on my eyelids. Um, so is there a sketch about the, uh, the, death of, the death of lies? I think there could be a sketch about the death of lies, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to work out what the, what the comedy is, because at the moment we've, we've reached black level, black mirror level. Yeah. Which is like, it's really easy to do black mirror, guys. You just take a thing that could be bad and then you go, see, yeah, look, so it's, it's bad. bad. And then bad. you write it really well and you get good actors and you film it and it looks nice. And you mm. do that filter thing that makes everything either looked a bit washed out or like hyper bright or whatever. Sure. You know, and maybe you make it dark or maybe not. Maybe there's a lot of white we know how to make Black Mirror. We know. I've seen the first episode of the first season. Yeah, I me too. know how it's done, Charlie. Charlie. Walker. Yeah. You're not tricking anybody. Yeah. Well, with your show. I, mean, I saw you know. a promo for season three. It looked good. Yeah. Anyway, if you're looking for writers. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so wait. So the death of lies, we just need. <laughs> Because um, that's what I was... You're right, Al. That's what I was thinking the whole time. Yeah. What? Mid-rant, I was thinking, God, I hope this doesn't affect my chances of getting to write on the show. <laughs> anyway, if anybody knows Charlie and... Or, you know, look, to be honest, if you know John Oliver or if you know anybody who's got writing work in America, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to just get the chance to do it. It's always been a dream. I don't imagine anybody here knows. This is this is how we this is how we <laughs> we choose to put it out there. We've done nothing else to try and get we, ourselves these jobs, but yeah. we thought we'd bring it up halfway through this episode of 124 uh, Twin yeah. Think Tech podcast. While while we're, we're while we're deep on deep into riding the the, the paint kazoo, <laughs> the fume kazoo. <laughs> um. Yeah, this is get this episode's going to be more messed up than usual. I don't know. The death of lies. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, and this isn't. This also isn't like the Ricky Gervais, the invention of lying. The invention of lying. This is the opposite. It's the opposite. 
at the end, everybody forgets what lying is because yeah. everybody who knew about lying. If anything, this is a prequel to that. Yeah, right. It's the prequel where technology had taken over. It is almost like lying is a human right. Do you think lie, the ability to lie is a human right? I think so. I think to, to get out of things. like it's Because essentially, if you can't lie, people have essentially like social control over you. Yeah. If you have freedom of um, expression, like your freedom of speech, and also a right to privacy, then you have the right to lie. Yeah. And I think... I think a tell me if this is anything else, Dan. All right, that, that's what um, we're here for. Yeah, uh, a a a, and we've had courts and we've had legal things on the show before, but like some kind of court of arbitration that does deal with these kinds of lies and people's right to lie, I think is interesting. You know, somebody yeah. saying, "Well, I was lying," right? Somebody gets caught out in a lie mm-hmm. and rather than try and defend themselves and tell, say that they told the truth, you never say anybody say, well, I was lying, but I'm allowed to lie. Yeah. Nobody ever says that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's true. What's the big deal? Yeah, maybe it's at the Hague. Yeah, right. We're at the Hague. Somebody's uh, been accused of something big. Yeah. Maybe treason. Yeah. Does the Hague deal with treason? It does now. Yeah, great. So it's the Hague treason first... It's the Hague's first treason uh, court case. Um, you know, but then, I mean, look, to be honest, this is exactly what it is happening in Mueller's investig- investigation right now. The yeah. second time he gets somebody in, you know, Papadopoulos, he goes, turns out you were bullshitting us last time. He goes, yeah, I lied. <laughs> yeah, I lied. What, I'm allowed to lie? So, yeah, actually, legally, you were not, but then you're, you're taking away my right to have privacy because if I don't lie, then I have to tell you the truth. Therefore, you get full access to my brain. Yeah. And uh, I argue that you're not allowed to have full access to my brain. Well, once, once it's already in a court context, once it's an actual case like a treason or whatever it is, mm. then, you know, when, when it's in the court, you don't really have a right to, right to lie. Gotcha. It's only everywhere else in life yeah. that we sort of, we do. And mm. it's your, your parents try and stop you. Yeah. And people can call you a compulsive liar and stop being your friend. But you can lie yeah. to everyone around you. Yeah. And that's just allowed. And I don't what, know. What kind of sandwich did you have? Turkey? I didn't I didn't have a sandwich. I had eighteen balloons in a in a hessian sack. I am a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I killed that sketch effectively, didn't I? Look, I don't know what it is, but I've written down the death of lies. Great. And Charlie's going to give us some work. And yeah. Well, I mean, if he wants the idea, he's got to let us write it. We're clearly full of ideas <laughs> for it. <laughs> I think we're the guys for the job. <laughs> I think we, if we prove it, anything. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, a show that was just like a shit Black Mirror would be, could be really, really fun. That is fun. You know, yeah. like people trying to come up with the, the bet. You know, of oh, Facebook. You know how it's so bad. You know, people can see 
uh, all your but all it, your stuff, and they know. People's eyes are getting so dry from looking at Facebook that they're starting to crack. Yeah. And they're okay, bleeding. so in the future, it's more the more dried eyes, and the eyes are, are cracking. Heaps. Cracking. So like they're going like like eyeballs are starting to get hard like marbles. Hide like marbles, and then and then they they tap tap, tap their they people take your eyeballs, yeah, and use them for marbles. Yeah, but they're breaking. They're break. So everybody looks at you, and they got broken eyes. Yeah, like that. And then you have to like, then they have to like invent a part of Facebook. That's what they like. Then we'll focus on this. We'll, they're working on a part of Facebook where you can scroll through Facebook. With just smell, and you can smell what people's statuses are, and then you learn to talk through, like you learn to read through your nose. What it is is everybody's eyes are so dry, right, that they invent a computer screen that's wet, a computer screen that's wet, and oh, then like water comes off it, right? That's good. Sprays out onto your eyes to keep your eyes wet so yeah. you can look at your screen. But then a hacker, right, hacks into the computer screens <gasps> and they use it. To spray so much water onto your face, yeah, right, that you drown and die. And so, like, the smell of mint is the letter A, <laughs> and the smell of dog, <laughs> wet dog, yeah, that's the letter B, yeah. Right, uh, sort of balsamic vinegar, that smell, that's C. Perfect. Yeah. And, and that's, that's all. That's, that's all they've so come far. <laughs> so far. <laughs> I think we could. De- you could definitely have an alphabet that was just three letters, right? You could make it work. You could communicate everything with just like, but then it would be like binary. Wouldn't be interesting. Well, it would just be a combination of. But what could? But you would just get longer and longer words. Words would have to be heaps, heaps longer, I suppose, in order to the, get variation. What are the most important words that you would put that are like one letter, or like like so? You'd have three one-letter words that you could have. Yeah, what would be your A's, your B's, and your C's? Yeah. Um, yes, no. Toilet. Yes, no, maybe. But then, what, like, what are you? Res- oh, I, I suppose. I don't think. I don't think maybe maybe gets one. I reckon you just come up with a new word that's a yes no. It's right? like a yes and a no. Yeah, you just go yes no. You go A B. Right? And then people people know that that's. That's probably why maybe sounds like A B. <laughs> um, then okay, what's in your next tier? Next tier, you got two letters. You got A B. You got A C. You got B C. You got mm. B A. Yeah. Okay. Um, probably C B and C A. Uh, let's see. We've got um, food. Food. Sex. F- food. Sex. So these are just words that you're saying. Trousers. Like, so like they're not. These aren't that important to words. Like, what, what do about, you mean? I mean, you could put. You could probably put the numbers in there. Do you have? These are really important words. What do you say? Food, sex. What about like eat? Well, you could you communicate that with just the what word about good food and pointing. Good, bad. Good, bad. Uh, hello, goodbye. Um, so you've got politeness in there, in your top. yeah, and ratings of systems. You want to be grading. I mean, like these are the things that you're you're putting the the shortest words should be the most efficient ones that you for you to get out that you can that 
the ones that are probably used the most in the English language. I just just want you to know that you had good, bad, hello, and goodbye. So really, you've got good in there twice. <laughs> well, it won't. It won't. You won't say goodbye anymore. You'll just say A B. Yeah right. <laughs> so that I've got technically I've got A and B. Anyway, look. Oh man. Look, man, it's the fumes talking. It's the fumes. All right, we still need one. We just need one more sketch. One more sketch idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you? We didn't write any any of our our bad black mirror. Uh, <laughs> no, but I could write down bad black mirror as a as a concept. Uh, look, I think. Look, there's every chance that the death of lies is already a bad black mirror uh, episode. Do you want me to write bad black mirror? Yeah, next I think week? I think so. If we haven't already come up with bad black mirror on the show before, I think uh, I think I'm excited. For that, we've definitely spoken about Black Mirror ideas. Yeah, for people, two two guys have never watched Black Mirror. I think we talk about it maybe the most out of out of all the, all the people. people who haven't watched. Well, it. we've seen the first episode, and I watched yeah. the promo for season three. And I watched a couple of episodes in the in the f- few episodes in the first season, and then one time I think I switched over onto a TV show, uh, like onto a TV channel that had a Black Mirror episode, but I just saw that it was British, and I was like, "Uh, this looks boring." Alistair. <laughs> 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 I think it's the only real prejudice I've ever seen you display, and it is that all British television is boring. Just because once you saw me watching boring. the Kingdom, the show Kingdom with Stephen Fry, and I was on like season four, yeah. and you came along and you said that looks boring, and I said, "Oh my god, you're right. I'm so bored." Yeah. Uh, and thank you for. And I never watched another episode. <laughs> I just hadn't realized how bored I was. Yeah. It looks really, it looks really boring. But like, I'm not saying that all the shows are boring. I think some of the stuff is entertaining, but it has an intrinsic boredom <laughs> about it that that is like that would be a national trait of the United Kingdom. Is that what they do is first boring, yeah, and then entertainment is built on top. But it has to have that solid base of let's not make this fun at all (laughs) (laughs) is that do you think that's why they have such short seasons of all of their shows is it because boredom is not like a sustainable basis for a television program um well no i think it's a strong foundation that is like that the b it's 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 made the bbc the institution that it is (laughs) and and they've they've created some some wonderful uh, programs I think that there's, it's probably a, a reflection of like an inner sadness or an inner something that Self-loathing they... Self-loathing or, yeah, they don't deserve to be entertained maybe. Or that you don't, no, I think, look, uh, that you don't, like, uh, what's that thing where you kind of like, you, you stand out and, and like make a fool of yourself? Like, you know... Don't draw attention to yourself. Yeah, you don't draw attention to yourself. So everything at f- first has to be like, right, look, I don't draw attention to myself based on nothing, right? I uh, Here's a strong base of sort of content. Look, there's going to be a lot of discussion about policy and uh, protocol and, and different things like that. Yep. And then after that, we'll build some silliness and entertainment on top of it and things like that. Like, Faulty Towers is, is, is good, mm. but it's built on a base of boredom. It's like a, just a boring building yeah. in a boring town. Do you think that, like, 
it, it feels like there it's a thing that we do do less and less but it feels like people really used to make a real art form out of boredom like if you watch things like a you know a japanese tea ceremony or something mm. that just does seem to be so slow mm. and you know patient and dry until it's wet obviously with the tea mm. but like you know that that it is was boredom even a consideration when they were coming up with that or was it was it a consideration that like well we're going to incorporate this we're going to make boredom into an art form mm. i think the idea of the the japanese tea ceremony at least in the tv show that i watched where they talked about it one aspect of the boredom of it was to just give you time to just reflect it's amazing mm. that we have just totally got rid of that from society yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's like and some of it was that you would go in and have one with another person and it might help you connect to connect them and things like that yeah, yeah. but also like the, it's about like doing things in a very particular way and doing it perfectly and i think at the end even the the person kind of apologizes if like they even just apologize just in case i did anything and it, that w in, in which made it not perfect. That's quite nice. Blanket mm. apology. Yeah. Um, I think a boring circus or a circus of boredom in which you go along and you see certain, like, people perform feats of boredom or, you know, boringness could be quite fun. Sounds very entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that, that everybody is sort of dressed very much just in sort of beige. What is a, what is a feat of boredom in your a mind? A feat of boredom is doing something for the audience that is extremely tedious, right? So, like, the next act comes out and this person is just going to be licking envelopes or they're going to be, you know... For example, here's a thing that I have spent some time doing. Yeah. Listing everything. Yeah. Where I just say words or concepts over and over again. There's no point to it. There's no story. There's no nothing. The problem is I find that a little bit too entertaining to, okay, to right. make it into my circus okay. of boredom, Alistair. Okay, sure. So so you were saying licking stamps? Licking envelopes or something like that, you know, sealing things up. Anything that is... Um, I'm just trying to think, you know, what what are the things... You know, stacking a dishwasher or, or something, you know, what are the things that are really tedious? But the, my examples are too mundane. I don't really want them to be real-world examples like that. I want them to be things that are more like... artistically boring, I guess, in a way. You know, that that a, um, rolling a huge ball. Yeah. But just uh, look I haven't I haven't got anything. I'm trying I'm trying to find what these things are. But um it's okay. But what if you're just kicking a ball across the dirt? <laughs> I don't think that's anything, Andy. Yeah. I think we've come to a dead end. No, that's okay. Um, but this, I, I, I think there's something in the circus of boredom, but I just can't... Uh, yeah. Um, uh, this seagull. Yeah, Jonathan Livingston. Yeah. Do you think it was based... If, if, if it kind of reaches some point where it's achieved some new level in flying and then it flies with the spirits of dead, um, is it like the Anakin Skywalker of, of seagulls? Because because Anakin Skywalker 
dies and goes to the Force well, realm he, or whatever. He, he, you know, is in contact with a lot of the dead ones, the you know the the, the greats, a lot of the dead greats. Is he? You know, doesn't he see like you know dead Obi Wan, dead Yoga? Is that Yoga. Anakin? Well, that's Luke who sees all those people. Oh, yeah, Luke does. But oh, you don't think Anakin sees them? I mean, he might. I suppose he's there, right? He's because well, Luke is Anakin is Vader, right? Yeah, Luke becomes Vader, and yeah. he's there, and Luke sees him. Yeah. So he must see. He the must other have ones. seen him because how, how would he have known to go look at Luke? Yeah. <laughs> have a look, a looky, looky Luke, looky Luke. Um, that is, Alastair, it's a good question, and uh, I think it's something that people who like the Planet Broadcasting Network are into these Star Wars kinds of questions. Yeah. And did Anakin see all the My eyes have, guys? Started, have started to burn. Is that a good sign? Yeah. You need one of those wet screens. Hey, I'm starting to hear kazoo with my eyes. All right, Andy, let's try and... No, Al, it's this, right? It's, we get, you, animals are going extinct. Okay. Right? Okay. Uh, so they're definitely, they're all, they're going to go extinct, whether you like it or not. Right. Right. The species. I, you're, luckily, I do like it. Okay, great. Well, then you're going to love this because they yeah. are, right? Yeah. You got your, your northern white rhinos there on the way out. Well, right? they just put down the last one. Put down the last male, man. Last man. Oh, look, yes, I don't want to dwell on this. Okay. Right? No, let's that not is, dwell. That is grim. Well, I'm sure you've got an idea that'll lift people's spirits. <sighs> I'll tell you what, because this is going to be good. So they're, they're going to go extinct anyway. We can't save all of them. We can save some of them. But even maybe we're not going to save some of them unless there's something in it for us. So we turn it into a, a reality TV show. Right? Okay. So yeah. you've got to, you've got to, um, you get all your, you get, you get, say, 20 endangered species. You put them all together in a house. Okay. Already that's, that's rife with comedy. Yeah, because and conflict. And conflict, which is the basis of all good. You've got a you know a female western white rhino and yes. a blue sort of dung beaked, beetle. A blue beaked sort of uh uh kingfisher. Yeah. Great. They're not gonna get along. No, no and the sparks are gonna fly. Some kind of like white otter that's always hang using the bath. Great. Yeah. It's still in there. It's still unbelievable in, in the mornings. Yeah. Right. And then you basically you have you have people vote to decide which ones uh, are the recipient of, you know, um, two billion dollars of ongoing conservation funding uh, for their major habitats and also reforestation initiatives across several wildlife corridors, uh, linking the two subhabitats to enable the uh, the continued migration of uh, species from their traditional hunting grounds to their traditional breeding grounds. Um, do yes. the animals have to do challenges? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That, is, that is the very basis of the show. Do they have to like eat bull's eyeballs and stuff like that? They are humiliated. They are hum- <laughs> humiliated on a yeah. weekly basis. It is deeply embarrassing. You know, like you can recreate things like, oh, you guys have all been caught in an oil spill. Yeah, great. And then one week they bring back an animal that everybody thought was extinct. Oh, right? cause like, yeah, There's an oh, intruder. Yeah, yeah, the dodo. Yeah, great. Oh, back. what a shock. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, in a way, if they are, if you, once you know about the idea that there's going to be intruders, you're like, fuck, I think Dodo's coming back. Dodo, um, I hope Dodo's coming back. You know what's interesting? In that kind of scenario where let's say you did do like a like an oil, there's been an oil spill. Yes. Enron. Enron is Enron is back. They're back and I don't they're think it's Exxon. Exxon. I think you think Exxon. 
Exxon's back, and they're spilling oil again. And uh, and then we're then the challenge is kind of like letting yourself as an animal get cleaned up by rescuers. Mm. And the an- the animal that'll be m- more the most hostile towards the humans during that case is probably likely to get voted out. Yeah, because people are gonna be like, "Ah, oh, he seems ungrateful. Mm. He seemed really ungrateful." <sighs> that's a that's a great thing to put on animals. Yeah, to put on the <laughs> to, the. Because that's 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 exactly what we do with welfare mm. as it stands. You know, we it's not enough that these people are having terrible lives and that we give them some pittance to try and keep them alive. Mm-hmm. That if they seem ungrateful, we uh, really don't take it well. And I think no. I have n- I am yet to see a single a daily penguin um, express any kind of gratitude at all towards for, the welfare state, towards the welfare state, or, or towards or my tax dollars. You know. Mm. I just think I deserve a little bit of respect. Um, so I think, yeah. You're going to take us through the ideas, Animal House. Andy. Alistair, take us through the ideas. Andy, I'm telling you what, I'm riding back down the slide of the, uh, of the, kazoo, of the kazoo ride. Paint, fume kazoo. Fume, fume kazoo, because I think, I think the high was about half an hour ago. Yeah. And now I'm crashing. I'm going to wake up hungover. Uh, uncovering the remains of a paleontologist. Yeah, that was a strong idea. Out of the gates. Look at that. Uh, warning on sniffing paint. <laughs> I wonder where that came from. Yeah, and, you, you know, for example, it's just a, it's a warning about sniffing paint. First of all, you, you hear the kazoo. Yeah. You know, you probably see guys in singlets come around. They just come around to your house. That's what you think. You think there's just a guy in the other room. I think this is really good. Yeah. Yeah. There's a guy in a singlet, and he's standing behind the couch. And there's another one, and he's moving the ornaments on the shelf. And... And you don't, maybe you don't see them, but you feel that there, there yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. There was that's the thing I've experienced on a drug before, where you've, you feel like there's somebody in the bathroom. You're waiting for them to come out. Like, like what an amazing transcendent experience. No, but like, like it's just this feeling of like there's three. Let's say there's three of you that have been hanging out and just doing, you know, had a yeah. night on something or whatever, and so you've just been chatting, but then you just have this feeling like. Somebody wasn't there. Another the, one. Yeah, there's somebody a part of the group who, who went to the bathroom, and you just they haven't come back yet. That's a, that's such a creepy experience because that's mm. like what it would be like if somebody was erased from existence in a movie. Yeah, like if something happened, somebody went back in time, and then suddenly somebody was never there. And you're like, wasn't there another person here? Yeah, and at one point I called that person John Constant because it was it was the same person. You know, like, you know when you do some kind of like, is it an integration in maths, an integration? Yeah, yeah. Where you have to add that plus C at the end? Yeah, plus a constant. Plus a constant. That right. was him. John Constant. John Did, constant. So this experience happened to you more than once on drugs? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Wow. Um, productivity time in the time. Oh, you get productivity time in the time when time slows down, mm. when let's say you're, you're threatened. So let's say somebody yeah. points a gun at you. And, you're, and then, like, time slows down for you, and then you kind of use that chance to get some emails so, mm-hmm. sent or maybe, like, um, make a few purchases online. Yeah, repair that shoe. There is the alternative in there where... You uh, w- then waste that time. You actually end up wasting that time, yeah. I like that. Then we've got the I said it. the death of lies, which is our, our, 
our first twist on. I mean, I, I genuinely think that the death of lies is a possible good uh, observation. Yeah. But then we could turn it into a bad Black Mirror episode. Maybe because there's the whole idea of the the bad Black Mirror episode. I feel like we've we've come up with bad Black Mirror on the show before. I feel like it's a common as okay, well, get out that I've used. An how excuse. about how about this? Really bad Black Mirror. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And then we have the extinct animal reality show. You gotta seem grateful. That's, That's right. why we're saving you. Because yeah, and but. I imagine these animals, they've been watching the show. They know how the game's played. If they're not willing to seem grateful at this stage, what are they even doing there? Why are they going along? Makes you think. Makes me think. I've been thinking constantly. You know what I'm constantly grateful for? What's that, Andrew Matthews? The listeners to the show. You guys are amazing, and thank you for sitting through this one. Hey, look, it was, I think it had a really good energy right at the beginning. Oh, fantastic energy. Yeah. yeah. And then, but then we peaked, Andy. And when you peak, there's only one way, and it's down. Yeah. You Sometimes know? there's a false peak. Not this time, though. No, it wasn't a false peak. It was a real peak. Real peak. I genuinely peaked. Yeah. We actually hit the highest point we're going to hit today, at least. Guys, if you could come to our show at the Comedy Festival, we'd, sh- we'd surely love it. Absolutely. And if you pre buy tickets, we feel better for longer. Yes, and there's a really, really reasonable rate for people if you book a group ticket. It's very, very affordable. Mm-hmm. And um, what is it? Fifteen bucks a ticket. Yeah, there you go. It's really reasonable. Yeah. But if you book a ticket on t- ticket for a Tuesday, Tight House Tuesday, all tickets are ten dollars. Whoa. Yeah. And if you just buy a regular ticket, it's twenty dollars. That's pretty reasonable. Yeah, it's pretty reasonable. Um, we were working on the show today, and we had a fun time. Yeah, and we had some the people. Props have reached. I hope some kind of a crescendo because bloody hell. Yeah, no, we're we're getting getting unmanageable. We are getting our. We have one last prop coming. It's our most expensive prop, and it's a dog. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know that there is a dog in the show. There is a dog in the show. Prop dog. Prop dog. And um, you can find us on Twitter. And on Facebook. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. I'm at Alistair TB. We are at Two in Tank. You can. Donate to Patreon. Thank you to everybody who's donated. Sorry that we're not doing a Patreon three words thing today. We're just crumbling. It wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be good. You would not be getting your $3 worth. No, and we want to give you more than what you deserve. Yes, because you deserve everything. You deserve everything, and we want to give you more than that. Because we love love you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. (laughs) We used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.